Hey friends, you're listening to Go Home Bob or You're Drunk, an irreverent media podcast. First Corinthians warned you about the women with a loud mouth, and this podcast is just that. Here at the Speaking in Church podcast, we talk all about the regular people and the things that regularly happen to them in the evangelical church. It's a podcast about change, it's a podcast about seeking moral high ground, and it's a podcast for people who are just trying to deconstruct on the safe side. You can listen wherever you get your podcast, and if you want to be a guest, yes, you, regular person, you can be a guest on the Speaking in Church podcast. If you want to come on, just let us know. Hey everybody, this is Justin, and you're listening to Go Home Bible, You're Drunk, a podcast where we make fun of the Bible, uh, laugh at it a little bit in our evangelical upbringing, and sometimes cry into our drink about what's going on in the world. So uh, I was a pastor for several years, a uncomfortable draftee into the war to overturn Roe v. Wade. The culture war. Uh, the culture war. Reluctant, but... I we were would, conscripted. We were conscripted into this war. <laughs> there was no consent. I I did desert uh, fairly early on, but I'm confessing that to you all. I'm joined uh, by my lovely host across the coast. Hi, yeah, I'm Tori. I yes, I was also I was also a conscripted into the culture war to end Roe v. Wade, and mm-hmm. um, my mom worked really hard on that. So hard, in fact, that she got an award from. Phyllis Schlafly for the work that she did, um, trying to make abortion illegal in Oregon. And uh, yeah, now I'm not into that. And I went to a pro-abortion protest earlier this week because, yeah, it's been a long, it's been a long week. Yeah, it has. And this is going to be coming out the week after. So who knows? Uh, who knows what who has knows happened? What even happen. You know, we we did a relatively lighthearted episode last week called "You Know, Go Home Christians, You're Drunk," which aired the two days after the Roe v. <laughs> Wade leak, and so this will air after. Who knows what's going to happen? So you know, consider that the caveat and the time capsule that we are saying. I will just go ahead at the top put a trigger warning in for this one. We will be talking about Roe v. Wade. We'll be making abortion jokes where appropriate. <laughs> And just so that's if that's just not you, uh, that's okay. Or if this isn't something you want to really think about anymore, that's fine. I mean, we want to land as on a hopeful, as hopeful a note as we can. It's not just going to be doom and gloom, but just, you know, if this is like, this is too heavy for me, that's fine. We'll also be making fun of various Republicans and what they've said, but who, you know, it's also us. Who knows where it's going to go? I uh, already finished my drink before we started recording, so that's that's the kind of week we're having, guys. Yeah, it's it's been a week. <laughs> it so has indeed. If if you have been living in a hole, the uh, really, I mean, this is like the what's happening in evangelicalism piece that we usually do. This is like what's happening in the last fifty years in evangelicalism is <laughs> coming to a head. So there was a leaked document coming out of the Supreme Court, which is really unheard of. 
that that's there's not only something been like that... a couple of times in the history of the entire Supreme Court that this has happened. Where the what appears to be the majority opinion written by Justice Alito is, you know, will is set to overturn Roe v. Wade, uh, which would, you know, essentially kick back the decision of whether or not abortion is legal to the states. Many states, I think 13 states have what's what are called trigger laws, which would automatically ban it. A lot of other states have, you know, trigger laws that would make it legal. And there's, you know, half a dozen others that are just kind of like, eh, we'll see what happens. So, this, I mean, this is a big deal. And it's not, I mean, it, it is about abortion. But I also think that abortion rights are symbolic of a lot of other rights and a lot of things as well. So I think, I think some people are like, well, you're just making this about abortion. Like, well, abortion is important. I think there's a lot of stigma around abortion, certainly. And I think, and I think even amongst deconstructed people, those, you know, that are listening to this, we were so heavily indoctrinated in anti-abortion rhetoric. There are a lot of people that are progressive Christians, or even people that have kind of gotten out of Christianity that are still very much pro-life in the same way they were as evangelicals. You know, I think on the timeline of deconstruction, typically I'm, I'm finding, at least amongst a lot of people, progressive views on abortion tend to fall off, you know, kind of near the end there and not for everybody. And, and if you're someone that's, you know, not, you know, into, you know, abortion rights, that's fine. But I, I also think that the dismantling of Roe is just the beginning. And especially we'll get into some of the things that Alito said, which are, I, they are cute in their ignorance and comical if they weren't real. If this was a manifesto you found in someone's basement, you would go, this is a psychopath, but it's also kind of funny that this 90 some page misogynist manifesto is potentially written by someone who can set the laws of the land. It's uh, yeah, it's not fun to think about. <laughs> I mean, I, I, yeah, that is very true. I think that, I think that there are a lot of people who don't care about the issue of abortion because it doesn't like affect them personally, or they think it doesn't. Right. Because it's like everybody, we all know someone who's had an abortion. Like if you don't, the people in your life who have had an abortion, don't trust you enough to tell you. Yeah. So if you you don't, you do. Yeah. So that says a lot about you as a person, frankly, and how people perceive you as being like safe or not safe. But also it's not, it's, it's not about that. Like, and I really wish that I really wish that there, we lived in, I don't know, like a time, has there ever been a time in this country? I'm not really sure. We're like, you have to say when you are, when you're disagreeing with abortion rights and like writing your little political screed, it's also going to be like the law of the land. You have to say that, like, the Constitution does not protect a right to bodily autonomy. Like, that's you need to you need to you need to own that because that's what that is, right? And that's why it's not it's not just about abortion, right? If there's no if there's no right to bodily autonomy, at least for people with female bodies, like there aren't any rights. <laughs> so I think in that in that sense, it affects everybody. And like, if you're not aware of that, then like, yeah, you've got a little bit of catching up to do, frankly. And and that's and that's interesting too because it's we we saw during the pandemic the right really co-opting you know the whole my body my choice thing, which is again it's one of those things that's like it's comical until you realize these people are real and so it's like I I've been thinking about this it's like okay if you support the the rescinding of Roe v Wade you cannot complain about a vaccine or mask mandate ever again absolutely not 
Uh, yeah, absolutely not. Because you've basically stamped government property on every uterus in America. And so, yeah, we can put a mask on your face yeah. like, and yeah. we can put a vaccine in your body and you can't and say you shit cry, about it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. You can go and, to jail if you don't like it. Yeah. And you can go to jail. Fine. And, and, you know, and they'll say, well, well, you support mask mandates. Why don't you support mandating uteruses or whatever? But I'm like, like a mask does not scar you for life. Potentially a mask, you know, like a mask does not ruin your career. Potentially, you know, there's, there are or a get lot you fired. Yeah, absolutely. You know, there absolutely. are a lot of costs to women just for being pregnant. And that's why Amy Coney Barrett, like, I, I don't think I've ever wanted to slap a woman before. But I wanted to slap Amy Coney She's Barrett. She's not a woman. Like, I'm sorry. That's yeah. like really fucked like, up thing to say. Yeah. But I'd like when she's basically saying like, oh, just just get pregnant, carry it and let them adopt. Like, it's fine. Like, as if that's just not a big deal. Take them to the Humane Society. Nobody yeah. cares. Yeah. Drop them. Just drop them off somewhere. Like, <laughs> you know, like just pop them out, you know, because because that's cheap and affordable for people. And I was like, you are so detached from reality. Like, how is it that you're even a person that lives in the world? Like, I, I, I just don't, I don't like admitting that I wanted to slap her, but I did. Like, it's just like, you, you have, you've lost all credibility. I don't even understand how people thought you were going to be a decent justice. Yeah, she's, she's, she's real special. And I, I don't know, like everybody, like all white evangelicals fall back on this, like adoption, obviously like that's the solution and i do again it's very telling like adoptees are like no it fucking isn't like this is not a fix stop trying to like make this a thing because that is not an appropriate reaction to an abortion ban yeah the whole just adopt thing it it feels very just another one of their fetishes yeah it's another fetish and it's it's like you know um i think tony morrison said something about like you know fascists are very keen to control the supply of babies because they, you need more workers to enrich the wealthy and you need more soldiers to protect their interests. So, you know, the, the decline of the birth rate, you know, it, it freaks these kind of people out. So like they need babies, particularly unwanted poor babies Yes. to, you know, recruit into the military to get in these, you know, jobs, you know, and so, it's like it feels so the the aggression against women and the aggression against the poor feels just very naked and open. Just like we just we do not give a single fuck, which is, you know, I mean, I don't know that I preferred Republicans when they were quiet about it. And maybe I did. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's that's that's actually a really interesting thing to kind of consider, though, right? Because I think that when you when you factor in Trump, even setting aside the justices, I think that he's a huge part. Like the fact that he got several got to you know seat several people, and like you know one of the one of the people was like completely just stolen. Um, one of those seats was completely just stolen, right? And and but yeah, I mean, I think. So much, so much of this is like, he was such a catalyst, I guess is what I'm trying to say, right? This was always the plan, but he really, I think gave like, put a lot of, of fuel on that fire. I think maybe they also see that time is short. Like because Jesus is coming back. Well, but well, in the <laughs> sense that, well, I mean, I think there's going to be a come to Jesus meeting in our country where, yeah, they're realizing, okay, 
our voter base is shrinking. So we better cram through as much as we can and secure power as quickly as we can. You know, like the quote, if conservatives can't win by democracy, they'll drop democracy, not conservatism. And what are they even trying to conserve is really like, it's always been my question. Like what, what is it that you're trying to conserve? Like power. Yeah. The, right? the, yeah. That's, you know, but it's like, well, we're trying to conserve the, you know, the original intent of the constitution or whatever. And it's like, no. Okay. That's fine. But like, I'm you're, you're admitting that, like, I mean, the original of the intent of the constitution was to allow slavery because it was more important to have those states as like part of the union than it was to like for people to have again like bodily autonomy and like so much of the abortion thing is is rooted in the fact that like this was a slave state for many centuries you know and so there is this kind of underlying you, you know and i don't think you can like you can't really separate capitalism and slavery in in the united states like that's not possible like you can't parse that out in any way that makes any kind of a meaningful difference but i think that there is this very clear commitment to like just complete disregard for people's well-being right like pe- like autonomy is something that you get if you have power and that's basically it if you have power and a dick, right? Like you can have power if you're if you're a woman or someone who's even perceived as a woman. It, that is irrelevant. Yeah. yeah, you 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 get power based on your proximity to a man. Yes, a man. Mm-hmm. But I think that yeah, like so much of this is rooted in that idea of like bodies don't matter, right? Like at the end of the day, people's lived experience is irrelevant. What matters is like the economy and being productive. And consumption, like these are these are the things that actually matter to them. And you know, honestly, like if you have if you have a larger group of people, like the more people you have who are disempowered, the more power you have, right? So it's like if you can grow that base of like people who have no autonomy and no real say in in the outcomes of their lives, like you get to be the one that does that. Yeah, you you get to make the decisions, and since they do sincerely believe that that they are they are equipped to make those decisions for the rest of us right you know because of because of god or because of like western culture or whatever their logic is you know that's the it's something that they pursue and it is like congruent with their like morality that it's like well we're, we're people don't know what to do with their lives so i have to like do it for them <laughs> Yeah. And, and it's, it's so, it's so fascinating to the inconsistency though, because they'll also be the ones that are like, well, the first amendment, you know, we should have freedom of information. You know, if, if I want to, you know, we talked about this, you know, last week, a little bit when we talking about like freedom of speech in the sense that a lot of, like, a lot of these same people will be like, people can't govern themselves. We need to govern them. No bodily autonomy. Women can't be trusted to make the right choices. So we need to ban abortion, that kind of thing. But then they'll also be like, you know, we can't ban any kind of misinformation because people need to be empowered and are smart enough to make their own decisions. It's like, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and which is bullshit. People are not smart enough to make their own decisions. (laughs) Like they are not like, it's not that I have a low view of humanity. I have an accurate view of the fact that algorithms really guide our consciences more than anything Uh else right now. And you know, and, and who is presenting the information as well. Yeah. That's going to be, is going to, what is going to be what rules what people say or think. 
in a lot of ways, unless you're very conscious of it. And even when you're conscious of it, it you're not going to get it hundred percent right. And so, and that's where it's, you know, I, I can understand from a certain point of view, you know, if you, if you're a single issue voter and you have been for 50 years or whatever, you know, it's this being like, Hey, I'm happy about this, but it's, it's the issue for me is that Roe also the, especially the reasoning. So I want to get into kind of like the actual, what uh, Alito said, the reasoning is that abortion in his view is an unenumerated, right? You know, it's not, I don't, he's like, I don't, I don't see it in the constitution at all. Well, of course you don't dipshit. You don't see the internet in the constitution or vehicles <laughs> either, but we have road laws. Like, you know, like I don't see, I don't see red lights in the constitution. So speed limits are unconstitutional. Yeah, unconstitutional violation you know, of you know, rights. Like that's where the originalist argument is just the most dumb fuckery that you, yeah. I can imagine because like it's basically like, well, if it's not in the Constitution, then w- we don't have anything to say about it, and it doesn't matter. States' and rights. States' rights. And when in this country has state rights, states' rights ever been invoked except to oppress somebody? You know, and it's a cliche story, but when a Southerner is like the War of Northern Aggression, like, oh, what were they aggressing against? Well, they were they didn't they didn't like states' rights. Oh, okay, okay. So was it was it about slavery? Oh no, not at all. Like well, states' rights to do what? States don't have rights, they have responsibilities. Yeah. Um and <laughs> and so like so he says that, but the but it's like okay, if that is the basis of taking this away, well that really opens the door for a lot of things. I mean, that's honestly, honestly, Ruth Bader Ginsburg's entire le- legacy was expanding the number of unenumerated rights, particularly for women, the right to own property, the right to have a bank account. Like they talk about the, the divorce rates have skyrocketed, you know, since the 1970s or whatever. Well, like, well, that's because women can like have their own money now. And that's not a bad thing. Like, then how do I how do I have someone that I alone can control? Yeah, like and and there were Republicans, I remember in the lead up to the 2020 election talking about rescinding the I forget which amendment it was, the amendment that allows women the right to vote. Like they're like, well, it's, it's not constitutional. Yeah, it's, 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 it's not in the, the original, Bill of Rights. It's in the, you know, it's it was added later. You know, it was an amendment that was added later. And so was the second. The second amendment was too, you know, like the founding fathers did not put that shit in there. <laughs> they had to put that in there later. Actually, the founding fathers were just fine with the Articles of Confederation, which was, yeah. you know, they were like, well, works great for them and nobody else. And nobody else. And then there was another revolution. Like, excuse me, sir. We didn't do all this shit so that you could go and do whatever. We get nothing. No. <laughs> yeah, you you conscripted us into this little army of yours and said that we would be more free and we are objectively not. So go back and write again, please. And then they had to go back and write it several times. Anyway, so yeah, because I remember the argument was like, well, if it was just men voting, Trump would win. So we just need to take away this amendment and then only men will vote. You know, like that's 
I think it was said jokingly by like some fringe, you know, Republican politicians, but it's like, there was no consequences. No one ever, you know, it's almost like they're like, Hey, don't say the quiet part out loud. But I mean, they've been saying that for a long time though. Yeah. Right. Cause they put out those maps that it's like a whole, it's like County by County, like who voted for whom. And it's like overwhelmingly red. And they go, well, if you just got rid of New York city or you just got rid of Los Angeles, we would win. Which is the exact same fucking argument. It's just brown people and black people. Yeah. If we got rid of all these brown or black people, or if we gerrymandered, you know, the voting enough, you know, then we can stay in power forever. And so it's never been about babies. It's never been about caring for women. It's never been about the unborn, even. It, it never. It's never been about that. It has always been about power. And the people that are gullible enough or have been indoctrinated enough to think it was anything else i mean they really are robbing heaven of its population of sugar ants i will say um (laughs) which i find to be a crime (laughs) that's the real tragedy here oh my gosh what are what are all those like very scary looking angels gonna play with exactly they're not gonna play with the tiny babies you know that have been aborted so yeah and so (laughs) I'm just thinking about you saying, like, why are you here? What do you ask? <laughs> <laughs> like, what is the point of a fetus being in heaven? Yeah, what is even the point? I don't, yeah, that was uh, episode 45, if you're just, like, not sure about the sugar ants <laughs> thing. Uh, we did talk about that in episode that was, 45. That, it was a whole thing. It was, yeah, a thing. I think then was the blissful days where we were joking about them wanting to overturn Roe v. Wade and not actually doing it. And we have done, and you know, I think it should be said too, when it comes to the Bible, the Bible is pretty pro-abortion in certain circumstances. When you're attacking a city, you know, God's people were commanded many times to kill pregnant women and to kill the babies in their wombs. And, you know, happy is the person that dashes the heads of the Babylonian babies against the rocks. You know, the, the Bible is very Bible is violent as fuck, is man. Violent and violent against like not just even children, like baby, yeah, actual baby. And then there's the famous, you know, passage, you know, in in the Torah where it talks about, you know, if if a man suspects that his woman has slept with somebody else and she's pregnant and the baby isn't his, like take him to the priest. The priest gives him a little magic abortion potion, and if she miscarries, then well, then she was cheating, then which she's is a witch. then yeah, she's a witch. And speaking of witches, um, Justice Alito also seems to be fond of famous witch burner. You know, this is the crazy thing. And for those of you that aren't legal scholars, this may be a snooze fest for you. But so he I mean, he really goes deep into sight. You know, he, he tries to get receipts as you have to do when you're trying to create jurisprudence and trying to create a legal precedent. You have to you have to bring receipts. So. Alito, he, he brings some deep cuts here, you know, going all the back, way back to the 1600s to a, you know, a um, English jurist named uh, Sir Matthew Hale. Sir Matthew Hale, he was a, a barrister in England. A barrister is like a type of lawyer. He died in 1676. So this, the laws of our nation in 2022 are loosely based off this. And, you know, essentially, you know, he talked about in his treatises about, you know, abortion after the quickening or after a woman can, you know, feel the baby moving, being this abomination and this, you know, thing. And so, like, he's he's quoting him on this, you know, but when, you know, other people have looked at the receipts and and Matthew Hale is a 
I'm just gonna say a terrible human being because he also argued very strongly. And this is just kind of a trigger warning, just generally for, uh, you know, sexual assault. He argued very strongly. Like he's, he is famous for arguing for the validity of marital rape. That is what he is famous for. That, and, it, that you can't rape your spouse. Yeah. It's, yeah. Essentially that marital rape does not even exist. Exist. That, you know, a woman is, essentially is consent. A, an extension of a man and that, you know, a woman is an extension of her father and then later her husband. And, you know, at this time in England, like a woman who say whose parents died and was not married, she could be declared independent, but like she had to go to court to be declared independent. And it was actually relatively rare. I mean, obviously there were sing- plenty of single women, but like the ability to own property, the ability to, all of that stuff was tied completely to men. He also oversaw a few witch trials and, and at least two of them, you know, women as, you do. Were, as you do. And the legal- When you're pre- one of the good guys. <laughs> when you're one of the good guys, you know, I mean, and, and the legal precedent set by his, you know, witch trials uh, were the, was the same legal precedent used in the Salem witch trials specifically that someone accused of witchcraft forfeits their property. So that's where well, that's convenient. Yeah, it's convenient, isn't it? <laughs> so, you know, Cotton Mather was like, hmm, her cottage looks really good. Um, <laughs> like, I'm gonna take she's that. a witch. I'm going to take that, you know, like, oh, well, the community owns it now. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, this is the, this is the weird thing. Like pull, when you're cribbing notes from someone in the 1600s, to make a case that a right should not exist. That's a problem. <laughs> I mean, they are cribbing from a book written 2000 years ago. So I don't know why I'm surprised. So yeah, Matthew Hale is, is a very strange human being. And, and Alito and some of these folks, they seem to have a very similar morality in the sense that you know women should not have the ability to make these decisions for themselves. And women should not be allowed to, con- quote unquote, control the population. Because as Matt Gates astutely pointed out yesterday, women are overeducated. Overeducated and underloved, which, you know, <laughs> like is it's true. If I had to choose, if I had to choose, <laughs> that is what I would choose. <laughs> you know, if it's like this or the, yeah, I'm like, I, I'll, I'll take it. Let's yeah. go. Overeducated. And, and you know, <laughs> I've seen a lot of, you know, there's Christians, the Facebook Christians that are like, pregnancy is the consequence of, you know, promiscuity. And, you know, now, now women have to face the, you know, essentially the punishment for their crime, which ew, gross, like you're, you're framing pregnancy as a punishment for a crime of sexual intimacy. That tells me a lot about how you view your children. Number one, (laughs) you know, like. That tells me a lot about how you view sexual intimacy as well. That also tells me that you don't know shit about the single issue that you supposedly have based your entire life around. You know, the majority of women that get abortions are mothers that already have children. I I think it's like 80 some percent of abortions are sought after by women who are, you know, already have children. Well over half. Well and, over half. And I, I was just looking it up today and half of those. So let's say 40% are in, are either married or, or in or cohabitating with a partner that they've been with for over a year. So like, these are people in stable relationships, you know, a good chunk of the people seeking abortions are in stable relationships or they're married and 
they just can't afford another child. So, you know, this narrative that gets spun that, you know, it's these promiscuous women out here using abortion as birth control. That's just doesn't, that doesn't track. That's uh, saying using abortion as birth control is like saying getting root canals for like your dental hygiene. It's like, I don't brush my teeth. I just get root canals. Like that's not, people don't do that. Like get real. Yeah. People brush their <laughs> it's like teeth. Like a worst, worst case scenario. Like I don't have any other options. I'm going to get a fucking root canal. It's the exact same with abortion. People really need to uh, be a little more serious <laughs> when they're talking about this. Yes. Because it's not, I'm sorry, like nobody, I say this all the goddamn time. Nobody wants to go to the vagina dentist. I'm sorry. It's not a good time. Like, I don't know why they think this is fun. <laughs> they don't give, they don't give us pain meds. I would just, again, like to remind you, if you have a uterus, you don't get pain meds for jack shit. So, um, yeah, like we're doing, that's what we do for fun. Yeah. Excruciating pain. When I got a vasectomy, they gave me so many pain meds that I essentially passed out. Oh my God. (laughs) Can you imagine? (laughs) It really is Um, like, yeah, you know, the vasectomy thing, it really, it bothered me for a while. I think, you know, cause I was like, but now I'm like, yeah, I think maybe every man should have a vasectomy. And and I will say too, like uh, the reason they gave me so many pain meds is because my something fun about my body. Fun fact: as if any of you wanted to know this, like <laughs> local anesthetic doesn't really work for me. So when they're like, "You should just feel some slight pressure," I was like, "No, that stings." <laughs> that, oh, that is, yeah, yeah. This is not a slight pinch. So I felt all that shit, and I can still say, dudes, just like. Just, just get, go do just, it. Just go do it. Especially if you're like done having kids. Just just go do it, man. So yeah, I don't know that there's a way to make that light other than I think, you know, people need to be, you know, especially women, unfortunately, you need to have a plan if you live in one of these states. Yes. I know there are organizations who can get pregnant. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I know there are organizations that will help out. I know Amazon of all organizations, of all companies, is offering employees basically to fly them you know, essentially for free to get an abortion if they need one. So I know there's companies, there's insurance companies, there's a ton of mutual nonprofit, aid, n- ton of mutual aid, nonprofits and stuff there's, that will, yeah. that will find you a way to get an abortion if you absolutely need one. And so I would encourage you to look up those places. And if you are a, if you're a man and you have a little extra means, I would strongly encourage you to donate to one of these places or, you know, bank up a little bit for a friend if you need to. Because yeah, no, set up like a recurring donation because this is this isn't going away. Like, yeah, this issue isn't going away for sure. I imagine there are already lawsuits in place to do a countersuit and bring it to the Supreme Court again. I know that the Senate is set to vote, so I think the House is going to send a bill to enshrine it. You know, which what is what should have been done all along. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad that something is being done now. This 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 bill will get shot down. It needs 60 votes in the Senate, but every single Senator will have to go on record exactly what they feel about this. There'll be no more him hawing, which I think will be good going into the midterms. So certainly be contacting representatives and, and say, you know, I'm, you're mad as hell because what, what should have been a right and just remained a right is now being taken away. This is one of the first times legitimately in American history that a right is being rescinded. I think that's, that is significant, whether or not you agree with what the right is, you know, the right to get an abortion, the rolling back of rights is not cool in many ways. 
We're going to take a little break here, get some water, get a drink. We might get another drink. <laughs> and we'll be back. We'll talk a little bit more. First Corinthians warned you about the women with a loud mouth, and this podcast is just that. Here at the Speaking in Church podcast, we talk all about the regular people and the things that regularly happen to them in the evangelical church. It's a podcast about change. It's a podcast about seeking moral high ground. And it's a podcast for people who are just trying to deconstruct on the safe side. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to be a guest, yes, you, regular person, you can be a guest on the Speaking in Church podcast. If you want to come on, just let us know. Right, we are back. And we're going to talk about some more white dude assholes, I white, guess. White, white, white assholes. Uh, <laughs> mm, whatever. That's, that's not particularly yeah. interesting to me, but yeah. <laughs> white dudes who are also assholes. Christians that drive us to drink. <laughs> Wait a second. Wait a second. Hold on. What? Both of these people are Christians. Yeah. Like, 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 like actual, like, like practicing, like not. Mm-hmm. Not, I voted for Trump, so I'm an evangelical, like actual, yeah, like legit Christians. Legit so. Christians. Mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. Well, legit American evangelical Christians, I should say. So I think one thing in this that we can all be maybe thankful for is that Justice Antonin Scalia is not around. Is in hell. He's <laughs> he is burning in non-existent hell yeah. as we speak. Yes, he is burning in non-existent hell as we speak. <laughs> For all of his just brilliant, brilliant legal mind. <laughs> <laughs> I hate Antonin Scalia. He's 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 potentially the only person that I that I hate, like actively hate, who's you know dead. Was he the one that you killed with your mind? No, that was Jerry Falwell. That senior. was Jerry Falwell. That's right. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, no, that was that was that was. I wish I could kill some more guys with my mind, but it was only, it was that one time. You had one, one shot and you killed Jerry Falwell Sr. I mean, you know, it's not bad. It's not bad. If you get to do it, like, I think I did. Okay. Um, (laughs) Totally forgot about that. That was funny as fuck. For those of you who probably didn't listen to that episode, I was really angry at Jerry Falwell senior because he made some bigoted comment because that is what he does. And I was just like, God, I, I like, we were watching, I don't know, CNN. I was with my boyfriend and I was like, God, I wish this guy would just die. And then I woke up the next morning and, and he had died. So <laughs> I did can... it. I'm responsible. Yeah. <laughs> I killed Jerry Falls. That's what my Twitter name. I killed Jerry Falls. <laughs> yes. Yeah. New Twitter name. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Oh, anyway, uh, Antonin Scalia, this is the thing that I said to Justin before we started recording. I was like, I am so glad that that man is dead because I am. And um, anyway, then we Googled where he was buried because my one of my life goals is to spit on his grave. So we found where he was buried. Apparently it was a secret until 2016. Yeah. When someone, some (laughs) internet sleuth found it. Found him? (laughs) Yeah. His family asked for privacy, so nobody went looking for where he was buried, I guess. And yeah, well, they found it. Uh, Fairfax Memorial Park in Virginia uh, apparently has very good reviews. We looked them up. Has lovely uh, reviews. Lovely Sounds reviews. Like a great place to spend a lot of time, apparently. Yeah. yeah. A great you place to, to spend eternity. <laughs> you can go to Fairfax Memorial Park in Virginia. 
and you know if if and visit the grave of sir antonin scalia if anybody has airline miles that they want to donate to my cause hit me up but yeah i hate him because he was just a raging racist and misogynist and and a christian shocking and and a christian so uh yeah i was like i'm really glad that he's not alive to participate in this absolute debacle yeah it's people's rights it does i guess make me feel good to know that he died and roe v wade was still very much intact he didn't get to see the end he didn't get to see (laughs) it happen and he didn't even get close no not even oh so try as he might there are all there are always things to be thankful yeah (laughs) we're really trying to really trying to find some silver linings folks you know what i realize i'm like (laughs) shit seems to just be getting worse and worse so i'm just going to be super thankful for everything and assume that none of it is going to last (laughs) yeah i you know i feel like that's a great attitude to have you know live for today be grateful for what you have republicans will probably take it away tomorrow probably because it was like i don't know man it was like i was just like man i really took obama for granted and then we got trump and then we got a goddamn pandemic and then we got a democratic president who can't seem to do things that would be incredible for his legacy on like the country and yes yes uh, oh my god so yeah and like people are just still dropping like flies from it, it's just it's such a disaster so i'm just like i'm going to be grateful for every single little thing <laughs> and just assume it's going to keep getting worse i'm just a, i'm just a ray of sunshine you guys you know you got to find you got to find it where you can so yeah, if you want to make a pilgrimage to Antonin Scalia's grave and you know, I don't throw an egg or something, and yeah, I suppose you could. No, this is this is no, this is a Patreon goal, dude. <laughs> when we get, I don't know how many patrons we have right now. Yeah. When we get a certain number of patrons, we're gonna we're make gonna, a trip. We're gonna we're gonna make a trip, and we're gonna go egg Antonin Scalia. Yeah. In the name of the Lord. There you go, folks. That's that's our new patron goal. Oh my gosh. No, I just realized I'm like, eggs are good, but what if we just like pour communion wine out on top of his grave? Because <laughs> he was Catholic. So we have like... to find a priest that's going to be complicit in this. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, we might be there. There, I don't know. There's a, there's a handful of woke I priests bet. around. I bet we could find a priest that could donate some host to <laughs> make this Oh my happen. gosh. You need to do a fucking exorcism of his corpse. Yeah. You guys, you can help fund this. You can Wouldn't help that be fund amazing? this. So donate to Patreon today. <laughs> Patreon.com slash go home Bible. If we get, let's say. Yeah, you tell us. How many patrons do we need to, to make this happen? Justin? I think if we were to get 25. Uh, uh, well, let's shoot for the sun. Okay. Let's, let's get let's get 50 more patrons. Okay. And we'll make we'll make a uh, yeah. we'll make a trip. A pilgrimage. A pilgrimage, if you will. <laughs> The reverse pilgrimage? I don't know. And, it's and, a holy and, war. Yeah, it is a pilgrimage, if you will. A crusade. <laughs> I am on my second drink, if you guys can't yeah. tell. Yeah. Yeah. That guy. It's it's fascinating to me, like the I don't know, just the 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 mindset that goes into some of this stuff. And it, it's you know, kind of a, a shit show that's going alongside this shit show is the what's going on with Congressman Madison Cawthorn. Uh, which it's like watching two train wrecks at once. Like you don't know which really one to is. look at your you eyes. Don't know which one go so at. far. It's funny to me because there is this like high moral quote unquote moral. They're making this high moral argument about Roe v. Wade 
which moral I definitely is in quotes because like morality that oppresses women openly. But then you've got Madison over here, who again, very much a Christian, like names it and claims it, you know, and yeah, goes to church, went to a Christian college. He was homeschooled, like he's got his receipts in order. An so. 11th generation native of native North Carolina. <laughs> I see what you did there. Uh, yeah. You mean he was a slave owner? <laughs> Yes. In a past life. Yeah, That's his what that family, means. His family owned slaves for owned sure. people. So yeah, he is he is apparently living his best life and being persecuted simultaneously. Simultaneously, yes. So he um he's a congressperson from North Carolina and he was well originally the original video that came out, he was caught wearing a negligee, if you will. You know, it's kind of he looked really good. I don't know if it was it would be considered drag because it wasn't like he was trying to look like a woman or yeah, no, I mean, I think that, it, yeah, he was, he was just, he was just wearing some lingerie. It was a, like a bra and tasteful else. I don't lingerie. It was tasteful. It's tasteful. You couldn't see his nips. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which I'm not going to kink shame anybody or no. say that even that's wrong. This but... is, this is the one thing he's ever done that I approve of <laughs> 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 what I said, but this was like, didn't the picture come out after the like Coke fueled orgy? thing yeah he's he is a fucking cartoon character <laughs> like like the stuff that comes out about him is god it's hilarious it's it doesn't sound like it's a real person that you're talking yeah, about it definitely does not sound so like a real person time. so he yeah he had a yeah there's apparently a coke fueled orgy of some kind and he even like kind of he he got he he tried to get out ahead of all this and basically tell his supporters like there's going to be some stuff coming out about me. Don't believe don't any worry. of it. It's all, it's all false. It's all These false. videos of me. Don't buy it. All these yeah, <laughs> videos of me where people are saying my name and you can see my face and my wheelchair is in there. Don't believe it. Don't believe don't it. Don't buy any of it. Not don't for a second. They're all. coming after me. Yeah. So uh, yeah. And he has had sexual assault allegations, credible ones, I think, of, trying to entrap women in his car and he absolutely has a pattern of of like explicit sexual harassment so i think that yeah once you throw some sexual assault allegations on top of that like you've already you've already established a pattern for sure so he's a bad guy that's what we're saying and yeah he's definitely anti-trans and you know and this that and the other he's he also apparently there was a video that came out where of him just kind of you know smashing his kibbles and bits against another man's face as as a crass joke he says you know again if you want to if you want to put your your balls in another dude's face i don't care go for it it's consensual yeah rock on everybody everybody was having a good time nobody was not consenting yeah the guy videoing was having a great time (laughs) he was clearly enjoying whatever it was that was happening they were just what did he say you some he said that they were essentially just like joking around joking so. around you know joking around performing homosexual gay gay sex i don't know i'm really the terms i'm really waffling on here I'm trying to figure it <laughs> out like, like, what, what, what were you doing exactly? <laughs> they were trying to do the gay sex um <laughs> i've been drinking too it was like i was like i was trying to like find a word here they were having sex he was basically. just very but, straightly putting yeah. his dick in another man's face yeah like his so, unsheathed dick in another man's face that's but as a straight guy so just yeah, so you know totally straight 
Totally not, straight. Not experimenting at all. While someone watched. While someone was watching and videoing. <laughs> yes. So, and so it's just, it, there's all this stuff coming out about him. I, I find it interesting though, that like it, there is this weird morality tale going on, but he is, yeah, he's being, they're trying to ruin a good man by bringing him down. And honestly, a lot of the stuff is stuff that like if him doing he, things, him just doing like things that normal people do. Totally. You know, like, yeah, he's like, he's not, he's like in his mid twenties. Like this is not, it's not even like it's weird behavior. Yeah. But it's caused so much of a stir and a controversy in, especially in the Republican party. Because he's like actively working to like take people's rights away. Yes. And, and that's the, that's the thing is, you know, there's, there, there are quite a few anti LGBTQ or anti trans legislators that either are openly known to be LGBTQ themselves or, you know, have, or it's just a like open secret sort of open secret that they're not necessarily straight. Yeah. Which again, nobody has a problem with this, but I will say that like, I don't, I don't understand why, why or who is going after Cawthorn. I think that, you know, somebody pointed out on Twitter and I think that it is safe to say like, He's not blaming it on the Democrats, so it probably isn't. It probably isn't them, because if if it were them, he would be making a real big stink about how Democrats have no morals or whatever, right? But he's not. He's not saying that. He's just saying like, oh, some more things are going to be coming out about me. Don't believe them. Like, yes. buddy, we already saw you put your dick in someone's face. So I'm yeah, I'm definitely <laughs> not going to believe the other videos. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> but like. Oh my God, this, like, this dude is just, he's absolutely, like, he is, yeah, he's a cartoon character. He's not, like, a real person in so many ways. Just, like, the things that he says. And, like, he's very charismatic. He's very, like, handsome. Like, queer handsome. Yeah. You know, you know, he he definitely has, like, that look about him, I think. Like, he's very well-groomed. And, like, he's got this, like, gorgeous smile. Like, he's not, he's not, like, a, I'm not trying to make this person sound like an ogre, right? But like he has, he has like a very, like multiple people, dozens of people have accused him of sexual harassment. Multiple people have accused him of sexual assault. But yeah, he's a born again, Bible believing Christian who is representing the good people of the state of North Carolina. And um, also being fake gay, I guess. Or something. Or something. We're not really sure. And again, Nobody cares. It's just like when you have power and you're using it to make sure that other people who are similar to you have fewer rights, like that's messed up. There is no, there is no situation under, I mean, this is, this is like Amy Coney Barrett trying to ban abortion. Go fuck yourself, dude. Yeah. Or like, like, yeah, she's trying to dismantle Ruth Bader Ginsburg's legacy when Ruth Bader Ginsburg is the reason she can even be in that court in the first place in a lot of ways. Yeah. yeah. And Mm -hmm. you know, that's, that's insane to me. And yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Madison Cawthorn, he's just a character, man. Like he's, he's been caught like with a loaded handgun in an airport twice. Which makes you wonder how many times has he not been caught? (laughs) Yes. Because we all know the TSA is not very good at their job. <laughs> so, like, yeah, he's just such a freaking character. Like, he he feels like someone from, like, a character from Family Guy or Rick and Morty or something. Like, this is just, like, weird, bombastic, paraplegic, gay, <laughs> like... Kid? Kid? Like, I kind of want to call him a kid. Like, 
that is also a congressperson. <laughs> right. It's just, it's all, it's all very weird. It is all very, very weird. And I mean, I guess what's what the thing that I am fascinated by is just the fact that like, again, he's not, he's not blaming the Democrats, which makes me think that like, it's coming from the calls coming from inside the house. And, but I'm also really confused because of the fact that like conservatives love to have, they love to have queer folks advocating for these anti-trans bills, right? Like they love to have black folks who are saying that like, oh, nobody should get a hand up ever because if you can't make it in this economy, you're just a lazy fuck. Like they love that stuff. So it's very strange to me that, that like somebody clearly has some dirt on this kid. And, um, it seems like, it seems like whoever is running the place over there in DC, at least, at least on their team is, is okay with what's happening. So I don't know. I hope that like, I hope that he just stops being a person who has any kind of power and just goes and like lives his best life and stops harassing women. It's like, bro, you can just be gay. It's fine. Nobody, yeah. you don't have to prove it to anybody. Yeah. Like just be gay. It's fine. That's... You can be a manly man and still be gay. Like, you know, there's again, yeah. there's just like, there's nothing to prove. Stop harassing women because you think that like you have to prove that you're straight. Yeah. You don't. Yeah. It's like this toxic masculinity thing where it's like, I, I gotta, I gotta dominate women, even though I'm oh, not attracted to them. Gross. Like, <laughs> You know, like just be gay. Just to prove the point, right? Just be gay. That should be a T-shirt. Just be gay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. If we ever do go on this Antolin and Scalia pilgrimage, we will have T-shirts made. <laughs> Say hashtag <laughs> just, just be gay. <laughs> hashtag just be gay. So many good ideas coming out of this podcast. So, h- how are you taking care of yourself during this show of shit? Displayed. You know, I am, um, I have like, I have a, I have a bunch of stuff. Like, you know, I, I already had therapy this week, which sometimes doesn't feel like self-care. Sometimes that feels like a little masochistic, I guess. Yeah. But I have like a bunch of art projects planned. It's mother's day this weekend and it's supposed to be really shitty out. I wanted to go for a hike, but I don't know if I'm going to because of that, but definitely going to like walk to the farmer's market and get a bunch of flowers. And I have, I'm just going to make a bunch of really good food. Like this is, this is my self-care. It's like food and flowers and the forest and just like hanging out with my kids. So yeah, I really hope that I get to go on a hike that doesn't get completely rained out. We will see, but yes, this is, this week has been just a major fucking, it's been real. It's been a little too real for me. So yeah, I have, I've got like a bunch of really good food plans to make. Like I have my little meal plan put together and I'm going to make like beef stew and I'm going to do like some salmon and probably going to do some like knockoff or copycat Chipotle bowls. Cause I've been craving that lately. So I'm just, that's, this is all the things, these are all the things that I'm doing, like take care of myself. Cause yeah, things, everything sucks. (laughs) Yeah. What about you? I've been trying to like, I honestly, I've been trying to pull back a little bit from just the doom scrolling. Generally, I, I, there's only so much information I can glean before it becomes like very diminishing returns. I'm learning and I'm learning much better how to manage that in the sense I want to be informed, you know, but I also am like, 
there are other, there are also joyful things going on in the world that I can focus on. You know, there's a new, there's a new Star Trek coming out, Strange New Worlds, which I'm very excited about. Getting excited about dumb, stupid little things like that is, I think that, that to me is self-care. It's so good for your nervous system to have yeah. that shit, for yeah. sure. You know, just little dumb things you're looking forward to. And it's not, again, like Roe v. Wade is more important, but sometimes the more important thing will just destroy your nervous system. See, that's, yeah, that's the thing is, is like, we're not, we, we did not evolve for this level of stress, for this type of stress, I guess I should say. Like, you know, so we, you, you, you have to unplug because your nervous system can't be activated all the time in, in a way that like still allows you to be productive or to even be like emotionally available to like the people in your life. Like you have to step back because we were, we, we evolved to like run from saber tooth tigers, <laughs> not to deal with politicians who are trying to take all of our rights from us. Actually, honestly, I think it's a little more accurate to say we evolved to run away from danger. Yeah. And our brain doesn't know how to, our brain categorizes existential threat like Roe v. Wade in the same category as existential threat, saber tooth tiger. Like it, it all gets categorized in the same place. And it's like, yeah, our brains just aren't designed to handle this. I've actually really been trying to prioritize sleep as well, which I know is super hard for folks. You know, if you are in a state that allows you to do so, maybe take a little, you know, sleepy time edible you know, find a way to relax if you can, you know, because I think sleep is super important. You know, I managed to get a good night's rest last night and it was very different than the night I got like about two hours of sleep. So oh, for I sure. think that's, you know, it, it's a simple thing to say, but I also know that sleep is sometimes really hard for folks, but I, I know that I, I, if I can't get as much as I possibly can, I can't be there for the people that are most important in my life. And, you know, my, my, my kids are, are super important to me and I want to make sure I'm present for them and not just doom scrolling and getting super anxious and snapping at everybody. Yeah. That's not, that's not a sustainable way to live your life at all. So, well, thanks folks for listening and, you know, hearing us rant a little bit. I hopefully it was therapeutic or cathartic for you. it's absurd. It truly is absurd. I, I think, you know, in some way we'll get through this, uh, but in the meantime, take care of yourself and Mm -hmm. love you all very much. You can find us in a lot of all the places. If you're feeling stressed out, feeling stressed out, ping us. (laughs) Yeah. Ping us. You know, I'm Justin D Gentry on Twitter, Justin the Gentry on TikTok. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, trying to, talk the tick a little more um (laughs) i'm trying to have a more healthy relationship with it in the sense that i'm trying to create a little bit more in proportion to how much i just flip through the thing so that's where you can find me tori is uh, at tori glice on instagram and the twitter we are at go home bible on uh twitter and instagram as well and you heard about earlier patreon.com slash go home bibles where you can see our patreon stuff uh this is also our 50th episode which is crazy to me that we've done done 50 episodes we're coming up on like our year i think our next episode will release around a year and uh hopefully there'll be less crazy things to talk about and then we can talk about some cool stuff like thinking about the year in review as well as what is in the future so we're excited about it all right 
Good stuff. Good stuff. All right, we'll see you. First Corinthians warned you about the women with a loud mouth, and this podcast is just that. Here at the Speaking in Church podcast, we talk all about the regular people and the things that regularly happen to them in the evangelical church. It's a podcast about change. It's a podcast about seeking moral high ground. And it's a podcast for people who are just trying to deconstruct on the safe side. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to be a guest, yes, you, regular person, you can be a guest on the Speaking in Church podcast. If you want to come on, just let us know.